Welcome to Pursuit of Purpose. Uh, my name is Chuck, and I'm here with Robbie. And Robbie, introduce our guest today, please, sir. Today, I have the distinct honor and privilege of uh, introducing Miss Tracy Young. Tell us who you are. Tell you who I am. Wow, yes, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. Good morning. My name is Tracy Young, and. Um, Professionally, I am a I am the administrator of a local ambulatory surgery center here in Beaumont. Um, but wow, aside from that, I'm an author. I speak. I am a former Army nurse. I have a plethora of um, interesting hats. I also run a nonprofit, and through that, man, I have a lot of stories. A lot of stories. You sound like you've been a busy lady. I have. It doesn't sound like you've ever been afraid to do anything. Well, you know, you just um, step forward in faith. Keep I love pushing. It. Keep I love pushing. it. That's it. You have to keep going. If you don't believe in you, no one else will, right? Right. 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 So you mentioned that you, you know, you kind of touched on a lot of hats, as you say. Right. Uh, it sounds to me like you've had an amazing journey. Would you mind describing that journey just a little bit? Well, that journey started way back in Houston, Texas in 1970 when God placed me on this earth. Mm -hmm. Blessed me with two amazing parents and told me I could shoot for the moon. And um, as they say, even if you miss, you'll be amongst the stars. But they gave me a wonderful um, upbringing and told me, you know what, you can do anything in the world you put your mind to. And so for that, it's exactly what I did. I grabbed life by the horns, as they say, and, and ran with it. I ran along and ran along very uh, active in school. I played sports. I was a cheerleader. I played, in, uh, played the flute in the band, modeled. I did so much. I had a very, very active childhood. And um, my journey has been very very interesting in that the one thing I didn't prepare myself for along the way was that part about bumps in the road. The journey is sweet, but you have to know how to navigate the potholes. You have to know how to anticipate those things that are going to be flying at you. And so my life's journey has been filled with ups and downs and potholes and things like that, but I think it's also been a journey of perseverance. And so I'm super um, excited to share that story with everyone um, from start to finish, you know. Um, I became a nurse. Many people also know I graduated law school, so I have a couple of titles there, but boy, was that a journey. One I would never trade, but wow, <laughs> wow. I, um, I was an officer in the Army Reserves for six years, met wonderful people, incredible people, very, very honored and happy to serve my country. No, I will tell you every day, freedom is not free. Right. Freedom is absolutely not free, and if I had more time, I'd tell you about that, but we can talk about that yes, at a later absolutely. day. Absolutely. Uh, freedom is, is something I think everyone should really um, 
really grasp, really wrap your head around because it's definitely not free. I've had several health challenges along the way. And again, right, my dad told me, you know what, baby girl, you can do anything. You can overcome anything. And so when I put my mindset in that realm, I stopped being a victim and started overcoming. And so I like to go out and encourage people, talk to people, even at work every day, I encourage my staff. We are a family. We are not just coworkers. We are a family. That means we love on each other. We care about each other. But my job is to encourage them not only in their profession, but also in life. We talk every day about goals. We talk about how to achieve them. We talk about how to grow as a person, about your mindset and what it takes to get beyond just being. Life is very boring if you're just being. Yeah. You have to put your best foot forward and keep it pushing. Well, thank you for sharing all that. That's a, that's a beautiful story. I'm going to give you a little something and, and you can take it or leave it. Okay. But you've been refined. Absolutely. Let me give you an example of what I mean. So you, you talked about your challenges, yes. all these things you didn't expect and, and you weren't necessarily taught how to deal with the bumps in the road, right. right? So you can't drive your car on crude oil. You have to refine it. Absolutely. You have to break it down. You yes. have to put it through a process yes. of great turmoil, heat, stress, all sorts of changes have to be made and it has to be broken down into its finer parts Correct. to become useful. Correct. So that's what's been happening with you. Yes. You've been refined. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing that story with us. I, I really welcome. appreciate it. You're welcome. Go ahead, uh, uh, Let's just kind of dissect a lot of that introduction just a little sure. bit, if we may. So um, you mentioned some of the, uh, the academic pursuits. And so at some point, uh, uh, that's law and nursing. So those became appealing. Uh, were they collectively appealing or they became independently appealing? Okay, so that now that's a funny story. Okay. So the thing I didn't mention was that my dad was a Houston police officer. Okay. He was my hero. That was my, he was my Superman. And when I was a little girl, I wanted to be just like him. I had my grandmother make little police uniforms for me and everything because I wanted to go into law enforcement and I was going to be a culmination of my dad, who was my superhero, and Superman, who was my favorite superhero. Well, anyway, as life went on, I kind of learned the challenges associated with going into law enforcement and started to find my own way. I started to love science, love science. loved healing, loved the whole thing. I, uh, I actually attended and graduated from DeBakey's High School for Health Professions in Houston, Texas. And uh, there, we were a little bit different than the normal high school. We actually went to school half day and we hopped on a bus and went into the Houston Medical Center and we worked with patients for the other half day. Such an amazing experience. Yes, yes. And so it was then I decided I want to become a doctor. That's what I want to do. I want to help to heal people. That's what I wanted to do. And so along the way, had a few, those bumps in the road came along and kind of 
sidetracked my, uh, my, my journey toward medical school. Um, hit a few, hit a few roadblocks. And anyway, I was better for it. End up going to law school. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. It was something I say I settled for. And people settled for law school. Yes, settled for law school. Yes. Yeah. And people look at me like, what do you mean you settled for law school? I settled to do something I really didn't want to do in my heart mm-hmm. because the passion wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But I knew at that time I had two small children and that goes along with that story. But I knew that I would be able to make an honorable living and a good living to take care of my family. So I went on to law school. Like I said, it was a journey. What a, what a journey it was. Wouldn't trade it for the world. But um, following graduation and uh, ultimately a divorce, unfortunately, uh, I decided to, again, take the bull by the horns. You know what? This is a wonderful opportunity. I have an amazing education under my belt, but I'm going to go and do what I want to do. I want to do what I'm passionate about because I truly believe you can only be amazing at those things you're passionate about, right? You got to pursue your purpose. Absolutely. And so that's what I did. Um, Because I had two small children, I decided, you know, Mom, that had always came first, no matter what. I had to be a great mom. Yes. And so I really didn't have the time to go back and say, I'm going to go to med school. I'm going to do all these years. I'd already gotten a bachelor's degree. I've gotten now a doctorate degree. And so I'm like, what in the world? How do I work this out? What do I do? And I said, you know what? I'm going to become a nurse. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever, ever made. So later you'll see, I'll I'll talk about the fact that, you know, I I thought I was perfect to become a doctor because in first grade, Miss Thomas told me that my handwriting looked like old fashioned rush work. And I thought, wow, I have sloppy handwriting. It hurt my feelings, but that was right, a prerequisite, right? (laughs) So we've been told. Yeah, nonetheless. So I I actually became a nurse, loved it, and I never turned back. And I've been very blessed to have the honor of joining together my legal background with the nursing background. Mm to make more of a difference than I ever could have imagined. So, very happy about that. Go, go ahead. What is your favorite thing about your journey? About if you had to journey. pick a favorite thing about going down the path you've chosen, mm-hmm. what would you say that would be? I would say my favorite thing was I would say probably my light bulb moments. That's what I call those moments when the light turns on (laughs) upstairs, when you realize why you've gone through what you've gone through. That's profound. Why? When I experience a light bulb moment, it's always profound. When I think about 
wow, the light bulb going off that, you know what, you've developed your sixth sense as a nurse. You know, you don't have to look at the numbers anymore. You can look at that patient. You don't have to think about the bells and whistles going off on the monitors because you've developed the sixth sense to be able to look at the patient and just know something in your gut tells you that something's not right. And so that was a light bulb moment for me. That's beautiful. Wow. That is. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest light bulb moment for me came about when I truly changed my mindset. When I said, I'm going to live for me and realize that it's all about the way that I think. It's all about... I have to say this, there is no way I could be where I am without my faith. Absolutely. Because at a given moment, I realized you were placed here by your creator for a purpose. That's right. You were created to do whatever it is that he put you here for. It's up to you to walk into that. That's right. And it's up to you to keep going. So anytime I hit bumps in the road, yes, I'm human. I get upset, but I allow myself to be upset for a moment. I sit back and think about it and say, what am I to learn from this? And how is this supposed to impact my journey going forward? That's beautiful. That, that is. is exactly and that steps right into I that. Yes. Live. Thank you for that. It, 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 I don't know that that Rob, the folks that we visit with could reiterate uh, collectively what we're trying to achieve, and it just came right out of your heart. That was amazing. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and the beauty of it is, uh, is that you uh, you opened yourself up to be introduced, to, and then you embraced it. You're Absolutely. like, this is it. This is the truth. This is it. And, wow. Walk in truth. And upon day. that foundation is what almost every success has ever been built. You present yourself as what we refer to as an owner of the spirit. Uh, that means a person that holds themselves accountable for their actions. Uh, you you are a person of integrity, Absolutely. which means that you're the same in front of me as you are away from me. Absolutely. Uh, and that makes you a magnet for that type of behavior. Uh, you draw it to you. And when you draw it to you, those people then draw it to them. So you have created this, this behavior of synergy of drawing unto you people of character. And we have witnessed my a team with character. Now that doesn't mean, you know, in all families there are, there is a little dissension yes, at times, right? Absolutely. Uh, when you're dealing with the human condition, you, you're going to have negative aspects. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, people have to be disciplined. Sometimes people don't conform or, right. or do the right thing. Uh, something I, I'd like to ask you about and, and get you to speak on just a little bit. You, you alluded to about your bumps in the road and about your mindset uh, of being, like I said, an owner of the spirit. And I would assume that you look for employees who are, or, or friends even, who are also owners of the spirit. And if you would, could you tell me the difference that you see in yourself and in others of being a victim or being an owner of the spirit? What's the difference? Well, I think the difference there is obviously um, just overall mindset. 
So if you are an owner, then you embrace the truth. You embrace yeah. truth. You embrace your good, your bad. You are willing to grow. You desire to grow. You desire to impact others. Um, whereas on the opposite side of that spectrum, you know, it's uh, all about me. It's all about me. It's not about the team. Everything's negative. Have you ever found yourself? The, the world. <laughs> have you ever found yourself caught in a mentality of feeling like a victim? Of course. Yes. Of course. And how would Absolutely. you, if if someone was to find themselves in the habit of behaving like a victim, mm -hmm. what would you tell them to do? How would you tell them to get out of it? How would you convert someone from a victim to an owner? Time out. Time out. Time out. If you are consistently operating as a victim, you have to step back out of that thing. You have to step back and talk to someone, pull yourself closer to someone who is not of that mindset. And sometimes I tell people, practice gratefulness. You just, look, you just said the word I was looking for. <laughs> Practice. Practice, Practice gratefulness. Meaning, when things look so terrible, we had a conversation about that this week, in fact, in leadership. We're making a few little changes, and some people don't adapt well to change, but, you so. know, um, I said, when you think about the one thing you feel is bad, don't harp on it. Step back and begin counting all the things that are good. And eventually, your whole mindset about that bad thing is going to change. Or you're going to realize it's not really that important anyway. Or you'll see that the problem was presented so that you could provide the solution. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so do you find, uh, in, having that as a best first practice, that you are having to do more teaching of some of those coping moments or or do you find that you're more uh, what we like to call educing? I'm drawing out what I really know is already there. I think it's a little of both. Okay. I think it's a little of both. Depends on where, where we are. On the hiring part, you know, yes. Yes, by, by all means, you, you find those people who have what you're looking for but guess what sometimes they're not there sometimes you need to fill a need and you then have to change your your outlook you can't say I have to find someone who has it all together you have to look for someone who has the capability who has the potential and that is when you have to look and say you know what are your goals what do you think you know when I do an interview, I generally try to always remember to ask what your goals are. Not because not because I'm going to help you walk into every single one, but if I know what your direction is in life, then I know, you know, if someone obviously wants to come to me and become a doctor, well I'm not I'm not a doctor, I'm not a med school, I can't guide you along that journey. But I know where your heart is. I know what your interests are. And so if you start out as a, you know, as the receptionist or in the billing department or something like that, if I know you want to go more into the medical side, the first time an, op an opening or an opportunity arises, 
I'm going to push you out there with patience so you can learn. I'm going to push you to grow. Someone comes to me and they say, you know what, Miss Tracy, I am going to take another job. And they say, this was a stepping stone and I'm walking into what I really want to do in life. You know what I tell them? Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. We were so blessed to have you here with us as a team. What can we do to help you? We buy them a cake, give them a party, and tell them that we are so excited for them. Now, if someone comes along and they say, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm just tired. I'm just disgruntled. Well, then we come in my office and we have a discussion. What you have is a coaching moment. Tell me yeah, why. That's what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me why. What can we do to make this better? That's right. What am I missing? Because, right, we can always learn from <laughs> something from everyone. So what am I missing? What is it that I don't see? Or maybe let me tell you a little bit more about the big picture. You know, um, we can't compete. We're a small center. We can't compete with you know, uh, nationwide corporations, of course. But in many instances, there's a blessing in that because we're family, you're not a number. Well, you may not see yourself as being able to compete with them financially, but you right. compete with them with your atmosphere and your mission and the character of your work crew, your and family. That is how you would compete with them. Absolutely. And finances are not always That's the end right. all be all. In fact, what we find is that people are outwardly motivated, or so they say, about finances. But inwardly, if they find a place where they belong and they feel Absolutely. loved and purposeful, yes. they'll stay beyond finances. Right, right. And that's something we are very happy to say. Our facility has been open for 30-ish years. I don't know the number exactly offhand at me no. but, <laughs> but you've been there a long time but not the whole time not the whole time absolutely but we do have people there who open the doors wow 30 years ago that and says huge things yes for absolutely the type of facility we have well i've got a big question to ask you okay big question it's short okay. but it's huge are you a success yes see how quick you answered that yes that's because it's in your heart I love that confidence. I love it. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yes. So. It's in your outlook, right? Absolutely. It's in your outlook, you know? Doesn't have anything to do with where I work, what I do. It has everything to do with what I believe. And believe yeah, exactly. Everything. Yes. Well, that, that kind of segues the question. So if you could speak a little more. In your developed experience and, and conclusions, what to you separates success from failure? Perseverance. If you continue to pursue, pursue the purpose. I think if you continue to pursue your dreams, your goals, and your growth, you are successful. I think if you quit, that's a failure because you don't give yourself an opportunity, right? So. You have to continue to persevere, no matter what. You can get knocked down, you gotta get back up. 
you just illustrated something beautifully in that temporary defeat only equals failure if you quit. Right. And that's something that, that we hear coming out of you is that you're just not a quitter. No, absolutely not. So you give no opportunity for failure. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a huge testimony. Yeah. So, so if nothing else, we never quit. Never quit. Yes. Never quit. Yes. And then, and then add to that commitment. What? But look for the opportunity to add to that commitment. Whatever comes next. Yes. Yes. That's brilliant. Never quit. Right. Never quit. Right. My stepfather um, <laughs> was all. I was blessed. I had an amazing father. My parents unfortunately divorced when I was young, but I was very blessed. I tell I was like I had two dads, you know. And my little brother would run around and <clears throat> he'd fall, and my stepdad would say, "Get up and shake it off. Just shake it off. You know, just keep going. Shake it off." And you know, if my brother would skin his knee or something, he'd come up like. Oh my goodness, my knee. And my stepdad would say, no, 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 shake it off, shake it off. And he'd get up and keep running. And so that's kind of how you have to adapt to life. Just shake it off, you know? Yes. Shake it off and keep going. That's that's a great influential motto yeah. coming from him. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, that is absolutely. That is awesome. So you, you mentioned before that all these things that you've done and you view yourself as a success. So then what's next for Miss Tracy? Do you have any ambitions? Do you have uh, a way that you, yes. Do you have, do you currently, are you prospecting the next uh, incarnation of your success? Yes, absolutely. Well, you, you mind sharing a little bit about that? Sure, sure. So um, right now, well, I've one of the accomplishments, um, I kind of sat on it for a while, didn't quit. I just sat on it for a while. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Was I love to write, and so I wanted desperately to author a book. And I thought, you know, well, what do I have to say? And the more I sat and thought about it, especially 2021, I lost my father. I lost my superhero. And I thought, you know what? He taught me so much. How many people out there don't have someone to teach them that? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, while there are many amazing parents out there, we have a lot of lost children out there. Now, I specifically have a passion for women and girls. You know, I happen to walk that journey myself. So, <laughs> um, so I thought, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So I wrote a book. I wrote a, actually a study. And very, very excited, um, released it last year. And I've been watching as some people go through it, the uh, Catholic Student Center at Lamar University this past year uh, bought a group of books and they took their, a group of students through that study in the spring and or spring fall last semester. And uh, anyway, it was very, very rewarding to see that because these young ladies, it's called, uh, it's called God's God in the Bag, and it's centered around what, what do young girls love? Makeup, right? They love makeup. And I thought, you know, if God had a makeup bag for women and girls, what would be in that bag? And what would each thing stand for? And so that's what it's all about. And so it was amazing to see these young women actually make a bag and every week they'd read a chapter and it's like, you know, 
this week we're talking about a mirror, and so that week they put a mirror in there. They'd come and talk about it at the end. It all had a whole makeup bag, and so you know I didn't I didn't really foresee that, but I thought, wow, how amazing is that? Well, what do they do when they finish? So then I wrote a journal, published that. Was very excited about that, and so now that's that's where it is, and so now got to keep going, right? Yes. Got to keep going. There's so many more life lessons to teach, so much more encouraging to do. And so I'm currently working on another book. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Well, that's pretty exciting that that the students at Lamar would take hold of your book and it, you're changing lives. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I always knew, I didn't know how, but I always knew I wanted the world to be a little bit better for my presence in it. Didn't know how, but you know what? If you do a little something every day, you never That's right. know. You never know. And um, so, yeah, so my next journey is I really, really want to continue impacting other people through, through writing, through speaking. That's, that's kind of my, I don't know, as much as I talk, the public speaking thing is, is uh, that's my stretch goal. So Good. I'm excited yes. about that. And yeah. I've decided, you know what, there's no failure. So I'm just going to go forward. Where do you see yourself in five years? Wherever God leads me. So you don't, you don't, you haven't tried to attempt to map that out or, or anything like that? It's a big question, I know. That's a loaded question. Yeah, it is. It's a loaded question. So, um, maybe an influence in that question is what seems to be on your heart about where you could be in five years? On my heart, when I close my eyes and, and talk to the Lord, I tell Him what I want and I tell Him what I see. And I just believe if it's his, if it is in His will for me, that's where I'll be. And where that is, is leading, influencing, speaking and and impacting not just Southeast Texas, but nationally, internationally. Now how that looks, not a hundred percent sure, but that's the goal. That's beautiful. That is that's that's a great answer. Yeah. If you could close your eyes just as you did just a minute ago mm -hmm. and imagine that you could go back in time mm -hmm. and talk to your younger self. Ooh. Way back when when you, not quite in the first grade, you know, not quite that far back. Yes. But let's go up to 16, 17, 18. You, you haven't entered into college, you know, you haven't, all these decisions that are impacting your life have not yet come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And you could go back and whisper in your own ear. What would you say? I would tell myself two words. You can't. Nice. You can. Very good. Very good. Because around those years, I personally heard, you can't. Yes. I heard, you can't. And it took years to redevelop that mindset that you can. And when you can and you put it in your mind, yes. you can, you will. You're not overcoming, you're doing. 
That's so right. I would tell myself, you can. That is so profound. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for Welcome. that. It, uh, we started our conversation uh, today by you giving credit to your influencers and yes. your, your dad and others. And would you say that the I can uh, uh, counter to those I can't folks, would you say that that was something that you, you saw it, heard it, and grabbed it? Or would you say that it was more... Um, as scripture says, like when we come come to a sense of things, meaning it was already there and it gets drawn back out. I think that's more what it is. I think um, I think it was there, and then it wasn't. Life happened, things happened, people happened, and once you're when you're kind of beat down enough you start to believe what other people think of you yes instead of what you believe of yourself and so i know it was always there because it was planted in me but it had to get drawn out again yes and and it it happened in quiet time and i think that's important for everyone you have yes. to have a little bit of quiet time. Is that, is that a practice of yours? Yes. Do you put yourself in quiet time yes. frequently? Yes. Yes. We all kind of have our habits and we all yes. have our traditions. And uh, we were talking uh, earlier before uh, this segment uh, about just meditating and various things. And usually it's a morning thing. Okay. Um, you don't have to give all your, your secrets away. <laughs> but if you want to speak a bit to say, these have become a couple of really best practices for me. Yeah, every morning I get up and pray. Every Monday morning, in fact, I, I wake up and say, thank you, God, for this day. Because guess what? So many people don't have that opportunity. And if you start out being thankful, first thing before you get out of bed, it makes your day start. Yes. a whole lot different. Yes. It is a chemical investment. You know, we do start producing with that mindset first thing in the morning. And I hope folks who are listening, yeah. if they're not doing it, they begin to do it. Yes. 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 And obviously that starts your day. Starts you know, my day. Knowing that uh, that whatever resource I built is, is going to be, it's going to be challenged yeah, somewhere in the day. Absolutely. Yes. And, yeah. You can count on that. You can count on that. <laughs> and, and whether it's traffic, which we talked about earlier, or, yes. or whether it's, uh, it's, it's the children, if you will, the folks yes. that I'm here to influence. Yes. 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 Yeah, as, as we often say, as uh, folks who are in the coaching counseling business, uh, oftentimes folks don't come see us because they're having a good day. Usually they're having a bad day. They're having a bad day. Yeah, yes. and, but that's okay. That's, it's okay. That, that's, that's it's allowed. Bad days are allowed. And, yes. and you have to allow yourself to have a bad Every day is not going to be a good day. But, Laura, let me say this. Every day is not going to go perfectly, Right. But you have to still be thankful and grateful for those things that are. Again, we're all human. We're going to go down that road sometimes. But then you have to have the self-discipline to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, you, you, you are going to allow yourself to be upset. You got five minutes, sister. Five minutes. And then you better get it back oh. together. Nice. I love it. I, lo I love the time, too. Yeah. You know, five like minutes. That, that's all you get. Five minutes. Well, I love to tell people that even though every day may not be their best day, right? there is a benefit to every day. Absolutely. So you, Absolutely. you can you can learn from it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Iyanla Van Zant wrote a book years ago called The Value in the Valley. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember that book being very profound to me in my early 20s as I was going through some tough stuff at that time. And um, and it was then that I kind of started looking at trying to learn the benefit or the lesson you're supposed to learn when you're going through life's valleys. Yes. You know, that was an introduction. I didn't always take it to heart back then. I had to grow a little bit more, but there is value in the valley moments. Absolutely. 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 Well, look, I, I want to express my gratitude to you. Uh, we we appreciate you. you so much for coming here and participating with us today. Thank you for and having me. To let everybody know, uh, Miss Tracy is one of our key speakers for the Wealth and Freedom Conference. And as she has exemplified here today, she is a person who practices the wealth and freedom of an ownership mindset. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate that for you, from you. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Well, I'm excited. I'm, th- I'm so thankful that you all are having me to speak. I'm excited. I can't wait. Can't wait to meet all the people who will attend and uh, just hope that I can be impactful. No, that's my my journey, right? (laughs) Uh, And I believe that you will. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for joining us today.